follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. teens need more support and encouragement than ever before. We need to show them that there are so many accomplishments in their lives that are just waiting to be discovered. This is the Dr. Stem Show with Dr. Stem Malatini. We want teens today to feel valued in their schools, homes, and in the community. The Dr. Stem Show will give the voiceless a voice and the hopeless hope. Now, here is Dr. Stem. Welcome to the Dr. Stam Show. We are back again with yet another interesting guest. In fact, she's not just interesting. I interviewed our guest, Dale, on the Dr. Stam Show, the TV show right here in the Salem area in Massachusetts. And I was so intrigued by the story and the interview that I thought I would want you, the audience on the radio show, to be able to hear her story that she's going to talk to us about today. Welcome, Dale, to the Dr. Stem radio show this time. Well, thank you, Dr. Stem. I'm delighted to be invited and looking forward to speaking with you. Excellent. Let me tell you a little bit about Dale Stanton. She is going to be talking to us today about rising above circumstance. She just wrote a memoir, The Hooker's Daughter, and that's what we'll be discussing her life. And the reason why I connect with her bio is because I also recently wrote my bio, which was released in July of 2012, and mine is called Beyond the Tears. Bruised but not broken. So when I see, you know, Dale's um, memoir and it says rising above circumstance, I know we talked about it. We have similar, similar interesting stories and we have overcome a lot from our childhood. So Dale just wrote The Hooker's Daughter and not only did she survive her childhood, but she went ahead and became a registered nurse, and she practiced as a psychiatric nurse. She serves on the North Shore Board of Juvenile Scholarship Aid. She volunteered as a big sister and is an active member of the Power of Women National Association of Women on the Rise and the Arizona Humanities Consortium for the Arts. 
She's a lifelong learner. She studied Kabbalah and Torah and shares her personal journey to encourage others to rise above their circumstances, no matter how difficult, using their inner strength to determine the course of their lives. She resides right here in the Boston area and she also has a home in Phoenix with her husband, Saul. As I said, her topic today is going to be rising above circumstances, which is her memoir. She presents with a journey into womanhood and reveals a family embroiled in prostitution. Yes, I said prostitute, prostitution, shoplifting, stolen cars homelessness, homosexuality, and terminal illness. These are some of the things and situations that our teenagers are facing today, that our teenagers are struggling to come out of today. And that's why it is so important that we have a show like this year. And thank Dale for coming out and being brave enough to write about her childhood, which for most it would be embarrassing to say, you know what, my mother was a prostitute, my mother was a hooker, but her candid and shocking memoir delivers a stunning account of shame, survival, and triumph. She says, I not only wish to discuss my memoir, but more important, to deliver to the community the inspirational message that it is important to overcome overwhelming and difficult circumstances. Through her own life experiences, she wishes to share that no one can find in, that anyone can find inner strength and courage. As I said, I love the way that you quoted Winnie the Pooh. So we'll start there again, Dale, with you telling the listeners about the quote that you put in your book that I so love about. Okay. (laughs) That quote is Christopher Robin who said to Winnie the Pooh, you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Let's let's hear that again. Christopher Robin said to uh-huh. Winnie the Pooh, "You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think." And I like to think personally that the miracle of the human spirit is that paradoxically, the more broken you are, the more whole you have the chance to become. Again, the more broken you are, the more whole you have the chance to become. Yes, yes, yes. Once again, I just want to thank you so much for your bravery, for your courage that you tapped into and wrote this book and now are sharing with the whole world on how much strength, inner strength that we all have and how smart that we are despite, you know, what we think. So to begin the interview, I just want to know what insecurities and obstacles that we're talking about here that you had to overcome and how you overcame them. Okay, well, in around the 1950s in Boston, in a ghetto community, primarily Jewish culture and Irish culture, my mother established a home-based business as a prostitute, and that was because my father didn't have the ability to provide for his family. He just wasn't interested really in working particularly hard or didn't seem to care about what our fate was going to be. So when my mother established her her business, by age six, I was at John's. 
Neighborhood children were forbidden to play with me. And even the Girl Scouts asked me to leave. I probably was about 10 years old, and when you think about it, a lovely mm. little darling myself who could have benefited certainly by being in a, in a girl's sorority, if you will, at that age, and the support yeah. of other girls. And it, to me, the whole thing, now I can look back on it, what a terrible irony it was. My whole family had so many strange and twisted realities, and my gay sister came out at age 16. And that was the big thing that my parents focused on is contemptible, apart from everything else that was going on. Mm. So I think of my story as one of survival, driven by a strong will and an ability to extract positive qualities from a dysfunctional life, which was really punctuated by immoral and illegal behaviors. So that's how I saw my position. And then I had to face my husband's illness when I finally bailed out of that environment. I then was faced with a, a ill husband at 30 years old who had a very poor prognosis and for a period of six and a half years, unfortunately, was gravely ill. And by the time I was 37, I was a widow. Plus, I had little children that I was raising. So I think that uh, there were a lot of things thrown in my pathway, and I hope that my unconditional love for my mother challenges the reader to examine beyond that which is socially acceptable and identify that which is universal in this, in this story, this memoir called The Hooker's Daughter. Yes, yes. Let's go back to the times where, let's say middle school, from middle school into high school, because those are the youth that I encounter a lot that have a similar background than yours, or their parents are active drug, you know, users, drug addicts, or drug users, or alcoholics, that I want them to know how you made it through, and some of the emotions that you felt as a child who's coming from a home that everybody knows that your mom is a prostitute. Right. I was very much scorned in the neighborhood. I mean, certain children did play with me, but I knew that uh, it was not a wonderful situation. Many friends were actually taken away from me to be friends with me, and and as a young girl, boyfriends that I was involved with, they were also told by their parents, no, no, you can't take out that young girl. And I really began to experience the pain of all the rejection. And I knew very young on that things were not right and that I had to stay strong. I made a vow to myself that I had to be in charge of my own destiny. And no matter what was going on, it was up to me to keep myself strong. And that's just what I did. And I feel in this book, which could have been a dark book, a mummy dearest, but mm. instead of the condemnation of the things that went on in the household, I like to think of this as a story of love and basically forgiveness and triumph over one's demons, which is, which is the thrust of this conversation that we're having. Yes, yes, yes. 
Yes. And I think one of the things that I like about having a memoir like this here available to those teenagers that are now going through what you went through when you were young is that they will be more aware of how to handle themselves, how to handle their lives, which at your stage, you didn't have, you know, a guide on how do you survive such a home environment? How do you get out and become strong? What do you do in order, you know, for you to be able to be independent enough to have a life like the one that you went to school and you actually graduated, got married, and became stronger. So what the message is today is that it you are, it is possible, I, I, I must say, for you to declare that, you know what, no matter what is going on around me, I am going to be in charge of my life, as Dale said. I am going to do the best that I can so that I can get out of this environment a victor and not get sunk and drained in it. So with that, Dale, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. We have Dale Stanton, the author of The Hooker's Daughter, who is talking to us today about rising above a circumstance. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. How much difficulty do you have getting your employees or your customers to listen to the solutions you can offer? This may be one of the great frustrations in business. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem now offers solutions with her Soft Skills Leadership Training Program and the Women's Executive Leadership Training Program. To reserve your seat in one of her coaching sessions, purchase her books, or to book her services, email her at drstemmalatini at gmail.com. Or go to her website at www.drstem.org. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's one 346 9141 If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmalatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. We are right back. Today we have Dale Santon who is talking to us about rising above circumstance, a very important topic that all of us need to take a look at our humble beginnings, if I may say, where we started from. Because there are a lot of people that will say, I didn't turn out to be the best that I can because my parents didn't prepare me or my parents did such and such. We have Dale today who's talking about her mother who started a business, as he described, of prostitution in her home and how she survived and rised, you know, rose above the circumstances. So, Dale, getting back to you, can you describe to us your relationship with your mother? Yes. I do want to say one thing before I do that for the young people that are listening to your show or their parents, that through the rejections and the difficulties that I experienced, I really felt terribly isolated. 
and a, and a misfit and without a support system. I really wondered why nobody came to rescue me, but in those days there didn't seem to be any social service agencies as we know them to be today. And everyone in the community knew of my family's reputation. So it was uh, it was a very difficult path. I was traveling, and you're asking about what was my relationship with my mother. Well, it was very yes. complex. On one hand, she was unable to set boundaries. My sister and I, we were exposed to all her indiscretions and were cajoled to participate in her lying and manipulations. We often lied to our father about her activities, and we acted like props during her shoplifting episodes. And when she would scam the check in restaurants, we were part of that, whether we wanted to be or not. And I tell the story about how one time I felt like we, it was a Bonnie and Clyde event when we, my mother scammed the check at a local deli and my sister was driving the getaway car and I cowered in the back seat. And the restaurant owner was running after us. Again, felt like a Bonnie and Clyde moment. Mm. My sister was only 14 and didn't even have a driver's license, but here she was driving the car. So my mother exposed us to a great deal. On the other hand, I'd like to also credit my mother, who was a very nurturing person, and she did the best she could. She was kind and she was sensitive, and she also taught us to be kind and not shame others even though she shamed us in many ways, but she cared for her family, and I always believed, and very strongly, that she saved us from poverty. So she she had a wonderful side to her that I really wanted to concentrate on and grasp to. She was a survivor, and I admired her spirit. She taught us to live life to the fullest and to seize the moment. And in her, in her own way, maybe helping us with our esteem in one hand and tearing it down in the other, she never verbally abused us, and she was very generous with her praise. Hmm. You know, you talk about, you know, how you wanted that good side of her to be the main focus that we talk about. And I think it reminds me of what I'm always reminding these teenagers that what we forget is that our parents also had difficult, you know, beginnings or being raised up. I was reading on page eight of your book where you talked about um, your, your, your mother and her her father, which is her grandpa, David. That's right. Who committed suicide. Right. How old was your mother then? I believe my mother was 10 years old, and I'm sure a very traumatic, no matter the whatever the age, yes. a very traumatic experience. But in addition to, her, her mother generally was a harsh person. Yeah. And she, my mother grew up not only in poverty, but with a mother that was harsh. And she mandated my mother, my grandmother, to really be responsible for her and her sister, her baby, my mother's sister. And so my mother had, as a young child, had a lot of responsibility and had, I believe, probably an extreme fear of poverty because, in fact, she grew up under those conditions. She used to tell the stories how she would take a bus in the dark or walk rather than take a bus so she could save on the electricity costs or the, the, the bus fare. Oh. 
So you see, because of what she went through, I mean, it, it began to give me a clear picture of understanding why she would do whatever it takes to, to get the money, the, you know, shelter and to fend for her two girls and make sure that you, you all didn't feel the trauma that she felt when she was young and, you know, her father died and mom had to raise them by herself. That's quite correct. Yeah, yeah. The, the the title, you know, that we're discussing today is Rising Above Circumstances. And uh, as, as I have just pointed out, most of the time we forget to look at the mothers on the reasons why they do what they do. Because even the ones that are on substances, that are using drugs, that are alcoholics, if you look at and talk to them, their backgrounds are most likely as traumatic as uh, Dale's mother's background was when her father committed suicide when she was you know a young age and now when she grew up obviously i can only imagine that her mind was just saying you know what i'm going to have to do what i need to do in order to take care of my children if i get married and when i get married yes i think that that was her commitment mm-hmm. and unfortunately she had difficulties keeping her boundaries from being fuzzy and uh, (laughs) laughing over. So that was the shame of it. But in many respects, she was a brave and courageous woman who did what she had to do. And she, too, took a lot of criticism and and discrimination, if you will, from the community. But she forged ahead. You're right. You're right. And I know you're a mother yourself now. It must have felt, you know, really good for you to go to school and do it the right way and become um, an Aryan because you're a registered nurse, right? That's quite correct. That's quite correct. When my husband became ill, I realized that I I did have other professions that I could fall back on. As a young woman, I had been a legal secretary and I had a real estate broker's license, but somehow or another, I didn't see that as serving me in the way that I thought I needed to. And plus, I never had had an opportunity for a formal education. So I really wanted to go back and acquire that and also to know that I would be able to take care of my children and be a professional person. I was told on many occasions that the reason I chose to go back to nursing school was that I, psychologically, that I thought maybe I could save my husband. But I don't know that I was aware of that when I made that choice to do it. To do it, which was, you know, I mean, again, very, very brave of you. What I see, you know, just from reading your book and talking to you now in this second interview, I, I see a, a woman that did what she needed to do to change the circumstances that she grew up in, which, you know, shows that it's possible for us to create the life that we want to create for ourselves. Uh, oh, yes, I agree with that. And in many ways, my statement is I really spent my whole life casting out my mother's negative influence but absorbing her brow-beating lessons only to realize in the end that she gave me a gritty strength to fight my way through the trouble and hardship. So that was the gift that I realized I, I knew what I had to do in order to go forward. 
And I think that's where we connect because then, you know, I too, as I talk about the tears that my mother had to go through raising us, I say to those children and everyone that is, you know, that has grown up with a background like the one that we had, you know, whatever the circumstances were, if it were difficult circumstances, that there is life, hope, strength beyond those tears that either you cried or your parents cried. And I am saying it's time to leave beyond the tears, which is exactly what Dale is also talking about, that there is enough strength within you, yourself, and the help of those around you to rise above the circumstances. Dale, we're going to take another quick break and we will be right back today. We're talking about rising above circumstance. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. As a youth motivational speaker, author, and coach, Dr. Stem understands that in a world where today's youth and parents are jaded and disappointed by institutions and people they perceive as out of touch with the reality of their lives, motivation is a dose that is much needed. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem Malatini is a refreshing change from the typical speaker. Dr. Stem understands the pressures, heartaches, temptations, hopes, and dreams of the generation that is just now coming of age. Students listen in transfixed silence as she speaks with the clarity and confidence of someone who has worked with teens, parents, and teachers for over 20 years. Her high-energy school assembly programs create a defining moment for schools and provide an experience students never forget. To reserve your seat in one of her coaching sessions, purchase her books, or to book her services, email her at drstemmalatini at gmail.com or go to her website at www.drstem.org. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmalatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. Today we have Dale Stanton, the author of a brand new memoir, The Hooker's Daughter, where she's talking to us about her life journey into womanhood, revealing a family that is embroiled in prostitution, shoplifting, stolen cars, as we said, which are circumstances that some people find it difficult to go through and become the best that they can be or who they're meant to be. So today, Dale is explaining to us how she made it in her efforts to empower, inspire, and motivate other people so that they too can overcome their current circumstances or what they went through when they were young. Dale, the title of this discussion is Rising Above Circumstances. Can you elaborate upon you know, the title? Yes. In fact, uh, at one point, I was going to call my book Baggage That I Did Not Pack. 
because mm-hmm. I thought that was very apt. And then I realized that it might not, the title might not catch people's attention quite the same way that I had hoped it did. And I feel that if one doesn't reveal their their inner secrets and their problems, that basically they're doing such a disservice to themselves. They're like infections, that if they don't take care of them, they'll just fester and grow and be worse. So I wanted to set the stage to show that it's okay to be courageous and to say Mm -hmm. things the way it is and no longer, no more secrets, no more baggage. And and that was the the saving grace of actually being able to do that, to say, Mm -hmm. guess what? And so many people come forth and have more or less, uh, or not even more or less, but have thanked me for the courage and have allowed them to look into their lives. So, you know, one of the things that I'm... I wanted to get out of this for the teenagers that are listening out there is, you know, the, the way that you went from high school, the graduation, because a lot of them say, well, because nobody else in my family cares about whether I graduate or not, or, you know, whether I go to school or not, because they don't have a high school diploma or they were not educated. What advice would you give them talking about, you know, rising above circumstances in this section? Okay. Well, basically, I did struggle. I kept my uh, eye on the uh, on the goal. I graduated high school, but there I was suddenly. Okay, I graduated. Now what next? I didn't feel that I had any encouragement or tutoring or anything as to what was going to become of me and what I should do. And I had these examples all around me that were very dysfunctional, antisocial. My sister had ran, had run away from home. She had left school at 16, or rather my father took her out because her behavior was very aberrant, and eventually she went back and got her high school diploma. But she basically became homeless and lived on the streets. And all around me, everywhere I turned, I saw just... Bad stuff. And again, for your young people perhaps listening or want to have some advice, I just kept my eye on that ball and said, I need to stay strong. I need to stay strong. And sure, I had moments of failing failure and what was I doing and what was going to happen to me. But somehow or another, I'd get knocked down and I'd get up again and keep keep it up until eventually I would gain a little more strength and a little more progress over the years till finally things began to click, but it took a long time. It was not an easy journey. And again, for those listening, nothing was handed to me on a silver platter. Nobody said, go do this. I'll make your life easy. It's okay. You're out there on your own. And that's how I basically felt. Sure, I had a roof over my head, but beyond that, uh -uh, I had to be out there figuring it all out. And all I wanted to be was normal and conventional, and basically I didn't want to be ashamed. I'd been so used to dealing with the situations within my household that I had to put on blinders to survive, and I never discussed with anyone what was going on in, in my life. I just kept my eye on the goal. And the goal was to be normal and to sort of pull together a life that would be worthy of living. 
I noticed one thing about you because you know I have an eye for it. You're a very stylish lady. Oh, and thank you. you, thank you. <laughs> and and you know I like you. I like the bling bling. So I noticed you like the bling bling as well. Was it, were you always like that? Was there a certain time in your life that you thought, you know what, this is the, the kind of dress that I like, and this is the you know image that I would like as well. Oh. Well, I think uh, I think some of that might have even come from my mother. She was a very beautiful woman and extremely yes. stylish, yeah. and I think that I, I I saw that and respected it. And as time went on, I think it's also a part of having the right attitude and the right developing the right image that I not I didn't want to. And I don't know how popular this word is amongst your listeners, but I'll often refer to it. I never wanted to look or be cheesy. That's the word I'm drawing <laughs> on. And yes, I see that you know that word. So yeah. I didn't go out of my way to be uh, ostentatious and in your face, but I did go out of my way to try to appear or be because that's what I, I felt that I was inside. I wanted to be classy rather than cheesy. I mean, that's a very <laughs> extreme analogy to give, but yeah. that's how I saw it. And Which is... I, I, I don't, if you, I was going to talk about, I think I told you in a conversation that we had yes. about my favorite parable, the story of the king who had the perfect diamond. Sure, go ahead and tell it. Okay, that's good. I always love to talk about it because I think it really <laughs> says a lot about who we are and what we can achieve. Well, there was a king and he had a perfect diamond and he dropped it and a crack developed the length of the stone. So this king summoned all his jewelers of the land, and they all said to the, him, the diamond was useless, irredeemably flawed. Out of nowhere came an old man, and he asked to examine the diamond. He said, give me a week, and I'll have it fixed. Well, he knew that a crack could not be erased, so he carved petals on top of the diamond. Now the crack formed the stem of a blossom. Mm. The crack did not disappear, but it was transformed. And I say to everybody listening, we none of us will ever be perfect, but we can no. turn flaws into flowers. And we all have flaws and wounds and deficiencies that are hard to admit. And that, But our imperfections are part of us, and to deny them is to hide from ourselves and from each other. Life is not about flawlessness, but about overcoming. Well said. I couldn't have said any, any, any better. I was also going to add on to that one about, you know, um, not being cheesy and being classy that sometimes it's not something that you choose at an early age. Because in my book, you know, I wrote on there where we were five, you know, we are five girls in my, in my family. So back in Zimbabwe where I grew up, you know, our parents were very scared that we'd be, you know, married at an early age and they always wanted us to get an education. So in order for them to prevent us from getting married at an early age, my parents, both of them decided to enroll us as models and we did modeling in Zimbabwe. So oh, as we were doing modeling, yeah, as we did modeling and commercials, you cannot help but, you know, become that perfectionist and like the bling blings and the travels and the everything. So as a result, I just continue to like that because we did that when we 
we were 15 until I was 21 when I came to the United States of America. So when I met you and saw you that day, I thought, wow. Well, <laughs> you know, she, I appreciate nice. that. And I have to tell you, I was really being conservative that day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you don't have to be the next time that you come because then we, you know, I understand. As long as the producers don't tell us that it's too bling bling on TV, then that's fine. We, oh, right, know. that's why I toned down because it said don't wear shiny jewelry or anything. But I, I, I really, I, I want to. It's like part of my persona to yes. to look good and feel good and present myself as who what I feel like inside my soul. Yes. Yes, we are talking to Dale Stanton today, and she is the author of a brand new book, which is her memoir, The Hooker's Daughter. And we're having a candid talk today because she is talking about how she was able to rise above her circumstances. And in a little bit, she was just talking to us about how she has chosen to make and mold herself mentally, physically, spiritually, and created the life that she has talked about in her memoir The Hooker's Daughter Rising Above Circumstances We're going to take another quick break And we'll be right back Live up to your fullest potential This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel The rise of women into society's most powerful leadership roles ranks among the most profound social transformations of recent decades. Leaders around the world realize that lifelong professional and personal developments are no longer an option. They are a necessity. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem is the personal and professional coach, trainer, and speaker who will take you from ordinary to extraordinary. To book one of her coaching sessions or services or purchase her books, email her at drstemmolatini at gmail.com or go to her website at www.drstem.org. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to The Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmolatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. We are talking today to Dale Stanton, the author of The Hooker's Daughter. And uh, today she was helping us with steps on how to rise above circumstances. She talked about a lot of stuff. But what I held on to is uh, the Christopher Robin quote that she gave us at the beginning of the show. She said, you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. And I cannot say that enough because it, when I'm going back to school, Dale, when school opens, as you know, I do have an office where I provide psychological counseling services to high school students at Salem High School right here in Salem, Massachusetts. I am going to put that quote on my door. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem and smarter than you think because I think the 
kids need to see and hear that they are smarter, smarter than they think. How wonderful. I'm glad I might uh, have a little influence in the impact. Oh, it was a quoted from The Hooker's Daughter by Dale Stanton. Yeah, there you go. So don't worry about it. So as we go into our last segment, what I would like for you to share with the audience is how you started writing a memoir because a lot of people want to write about their life stories. They want to write a book and they don't know where or how to start. Do you recall how your interest in writing originated? Yes. Uh, Truthfully, I'd been writing this memoir in my head my entire life. I wanted to initially write it for, for my children so they would know all there was to know about their mother. I had hid from them my struggles because I didn't want them to feel any of the taint I had experienced as a child. Their father was slowly dying, and I only wanted to shield and protect them from more grief. So I would scribble some notes on pads of paper, but it was really too hard for me to bring it along because I was fearful of being a traitor, turncoat to my family. I was brainwashed to never reveal or harm the family no matter what, and I knew that this was not going to be a pretty picture, especially of my mother, who I loved so much. So I can tell you from my heart it was a difficult decision to expose myself by publishing this memoir. I I struggled with what would people say, am I being foolish, and why am I doing this? I had periods of doubt and anxiety and many sleepless nights. And However, I felt by making this my private life public, finally devalued the impact of the gossip and the embarrassment that I had always experienced. And I said earlier in our discussion, basically baggage I did not pack, no more secrets. No more secrets. It's so freeing. I know when I wrote mine, uh, I am so free. But the the best thing about it is you start achieving even way more uh, at this phase in our lives because now we don't have to carry the secrets anymore. We don't have to carry the baggage anymore. And we get the courage and the energy to step way above, you know, the successes that we have held so far. Because it's never over until the Fed Lady Six, isn't it? Oh, well, so very true, so very true. And for those that are listening and considering writing something, I can only tell them that I very feel that I'm very much my own person. I love my life, and I'm grateful for my relationships with loved ones and life's small, everyday moments. And I'm so blessed because I don't take anything for granted. Sure, there are and will always be scars. But they have faded more than I could have ever hoped for. And truth, I never, never anticipated the rewards that have occurred as a result of this undertaking. I received wonderful letters and emails and have heard from a number of people from the past. So I feel so blessed for having taken this step and done this. I think the blessing that you also, you know, we discussed this before, the blessing is in other people relating to our stories, in other people saying, oh, wow, you know what? I wanted to tell this story because my story is similar to your story, but I didn't know where to start. And because of Dale and myself and other people who have written about their lives, we have empowered and uplifted other people and opened up the way for them to be able to deal with their past so that they can 
can move on with their lives. For me, that's the blessing when I get those phone calls, when I get the emails, when I meet people at seminars and I'm speaking at seminars, conferences, when I'm out there training and someone comes to me and says, you know what, your story is similar to my story. I found strength in reading about how you have been able to overcome rising above your circumstances. And that's what Dale talks about in The Hooker's Daughter. She talks about the circumstances that she's had to overcome, the circumstances that you as a parent, you as a listener have had to overcome, but mostly the circumstances that you as a teenager will overcome for you to know that this too shall pass. Oh, so well said, Dr. Stem. It's so true. And I hope your listeners can glean that good amount of advice that you're offering to them. And I do want to share an interesting observation about the impact of my story on others, just like you're speaking about. People have come to me, and it reminds them about challenges they faced in their lives, which are buried deep in their memories. I've heard from individuals about their being abused as children, sexually and physically. I've heard about their drug and alcohol problems, and I've heard about their lives as hookers. I've heard how they hated their fathers or their mothers. Many have been casual acquaintances, and some have been strangers, but I presume that their revelations resulted from my honesty and ability to go beyond my comfort zone, and it empowered them to do the same. And I like to think that maybe, just maybe, these people are a bit stronger for having exposed their demons. Yes, yes, yes. Is there a message in addition to what you've said that you want the readers to grasp with your book and the interview that we had today, Dale? Uh, Yes, Uh, wounds and anxieties of the past, they'll often leave us scarred and feeling unworthy and defeated, and our lives are full of pitfalls. However, emotional pain is a phenomenon which can enable us to grow. We can either be consumed by it or accept the past, seek the lessons it holds, recognize the potential for growth, and become successful because of it. And I'm hoping, as I say, my, my... quest is to offer something to people who are suffering and struggling and to show them that it is possible to overcome difficult times for them and that they shouldn't be victims. My feeling and mantra is, as the Bible says, if you save one person, you save the world. You're right. You have not only saved this one person talking to you. I've enjoyed, you know, interviewing you, uh, as I said, both on the Dr. Stem TV show and the Dr. Stem radio show. So thank you so much for being open and having, you know, suggestions and advice for the readers that will be reading your book. Can you tell the people where they can obtain your book? Absolutely. Uh, I have a website, www.thehookers.com daughter.com they can purchase it through the website and I'll be happy to sign a copy of it for anybody that chooses to do that or they can order it from Amazon or Infinity Publishing and for those listeners that have tablet machines like Nook and Kindle and all those devices they, they are also available in that form so it's uh, out there and uh, waiting to be discussed and I also, on my website, it shows some of the upcoming events that I will be doing. If anybody chooses to 
come and hear me speak to groups, but I also have offered book club groups, even if they're out of town, which I've done several, happy to Skype with them if they want to read the book and then have an author discussion. It's my pleasure and enjoyment to be invited into their, into their setting, their home, or their meeting place to be able to get their opinions. Excellent, excellent. Once again, thank you so much. As Margaret Thatcher says, I do not know anyone who has got to the top without hard work. That is the recipe. It will not always get you to the top, but it should get you pretty near. What you did, Dale, was hard work. What I did was hard work, having to write about our lives, having to write about the way that you rose above your circumstances. So for all of you listeners that are listening, out day from today may you find favor with someone that you don't expect may you be too relevant to be ignored and may you encounter God in everything that you do and walk in your word and have faith that these two, whatever circumstances that you're going through, that you have enough strength within you to overcome and rise above those circumstances. Now, I hope that all those negative feelings, the negative emotions, that you'll be able to work through them to find someone in your area that can work through them. As Dale said, myself, as well as she is, we are both available to come into your organizations, churches, retreats, seminars, and be speakers that can help you move from where you are into molding those flaws into flowers. As Dale says it in a, so eloquently, we'll be able to help you with that. So with that, I welcome you to come back and join me again next week on the Dr. Stem Show. This is Dr. Stem Matlatini. Until next week, be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Stem Show. Please join us next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and 9 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another enlightening show. Have a terrific week. The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.